I understand that the NFL offseason is still king because every month there's something different going on. But the NBA over the years has really started to close the gap. They make Summer League an event now. The NBA draft has more rumors than the NFL draft in some ways. You got teams and stars requesting trades and moving guys. So we're in that, that point now where even though we don't have any more NBA games, and yes, PJ, to reiterate, I am very upset. I do miss it. But it's it's gotten to that point, though, where you go, we still have the NBA draft coming up, and there's yeah. a million different things floating around out there today. Yeah, I can't wait for the draft. I mean, that's that's like the next thing, other than this weekend, of course, here with the U.S. Open that I'm yes. actually looking forward to, is just getting to the draft, and uh, it's going to be a fun, fun, uh, fun week here. All right, we bring on Jake Fisher, senior NBA reporter for Yahoo Sports, and let's kind of get into some of those rumors here. I mean, really... There's the number two pick, which seems that it could be up for grabs, but maybe not. Maybe it's number three. Oh, wait. Like, there's so much of this. Help us kind of shift through where the number two pick could end up, not just by who's going to get drafted there, because it also could just be a team at this point. What do you see happening? There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. <laughs> there's kind of this vortex right now swirling around New Orleans, uh, Houston, uh, Toronto. Those are the three teams I've heard are teams that are making – actual inroads to move up into the top three. Um, I've heard a little bit of Utah, but they have not been characterized to me as a team that's as aggressive as those other three. Um, I mean, the Hornets, they're looking at Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson very, very closely here. Um, From what I've been told from multiple sources is they're trying to bring both those guys back to Charlotte on Monday to sit down and meet with Michael Jordan after working out. Both both those guys already had visits. Um, I believe Miller went yesterday, or Scoot went, I forgot the order off the top of my head, but both those guys went in uh, between Sunday and Tuesday. And it seems like it's very, very close 50-50. For, for a team to get Charlotte off of that pick, I mean, they're going to have to give just – a remarkable price that really gets Charlotte's uh, ears perked up. I, I don't even know if Zion Williamson would be enough to get Charlotte, um, wow. you know, re- really willing because people are talking about Brandon Miller and Stu Henderson as number one pick type of players in, a, in an event that Victor Wembanyama wasn't in this class. So you go down to Portland, like the Blazers keep saying that they're only willing to move that pick for players that will actually move the Trailblazers ceiling to like a championship contending level alongside Damian Lillard. I'm just growing skeptical and have been all along, but there actually will be players available that move that needle for them. So we'll follow up on that. What do you think Portland does? Because uh, they did work out Scoot. Uh, from what I hear from them, uh, they think he's going to be a full-fledged superstar, which puts me in panic mode about what that means for Dame Lillard's future. <laughs> Um, and Joe Cronin. Well, I mean, like panic, panic for me as a Portland Trailblazers fan, <laughs> <laughs> because you think to yourself, well, if if he if they draft Scoot, Dame's already been very clear he doesn't want to have young more any more young guys on the team, and maybe that's when you have a trade discussion. So, say yeah. Scoot's there at three, what happens with Portland then? Like, what what's the domino effect from there, in your opinion? If we're taking everyone at their word, which this time of year, a little bit tough to do with all the smoke screens and the misdirections that are flying around the rumor mill, but 
in this particular scenario, if we're taking everyone out their word, if we're taking Portland leadership, if we're taking Dame and Dame's people at face value, if the Blazers don't have anything on the board that is more appealing to them than Brandon Miller or Scoot at three, and they come away with one of those two guys, then it does seem more likely than ever that Dame would back up his word and request out. That's something that everyone around the league is keeping an eye on. It's going to infiltrate and impact any potential Bradley Beal trade right now because you know Miami looms as probably the most sensical fit for him in terms of places that Beal would leave as no trade clause for teams that have salary and picks that would be willing to go match him and absorb his big contract. And, you know, Miami can't – I know I saw some articles today that they could try try and get both those guys. Mm. I, I just don't see that likelihood at all. Um, so, I, I mean, everyone I've talked to around the league is basically looking at it. If Miami is going to go out and get one of those two players, it's going to be only one. So that's kind of the big other element of any game scenario. Like, w- would he be too late requesting a deal post-draft uh, to help Portland get – offers that are actually going to move the needle for them. It's it's such a crowded field right now where all these dominoes are going to impact each other and some of them are going to block certain things from happening. Yeah, and just to follow up on that, I've heard a lot of people online say, well, the market for Dame's not very high. You're not going to get the same thing that you know they got in the Donovan Mitchell deal that Utah did. Like, What do you think is a realistic package and what that would look like if Dame were to go? It's really tough to handicap right now because I don't think teams are kind of showing their cards for something that they don't know is actually going to be available. But an educated guess based off of all my conversations is that he's going to go for more than Brad. He'll go for more than any hypothetical thing with Zach Levine. I think, you know, the teams that always get mentioned for him, like the New York Knicks, they've got a bounty of capital and young guys like RJ Barrett and Emmanuel quickly and it'll be topping. Like I I think that type of package that New York was kicking around for Donovan would be there for Dame. I really do. Elsewhere on the league, it'll be hard for me to kind of give you context of what type of, you know, benchmark to be looking for, but at least from like a team like New York. But again, if they're looking at Brad, if they're looking at Zach, like all that stuff is gonna intersect and impact everything else. So So more picks than players? I don't know. It's going to be dependent on everything. It's going to be dependent on which teams are in. Are in like, it's just going to be about like, no no deal, no offer from all these suitors are going to be made equally. You know, other teams are going to have more picks to offer. Other teams are going to have a blue chip prospect available. You know, does Houston put like Jalen Green and a bunch of picks on the? T- it's it's way too early to handicap and kind of give more specifics right now. Honestly, I I don't have a sense on it at this point. Uh, Jake, I was having a very mediocre week, and then I read your report that the Bulls have begun to uh, contact teams around maybe a package with Zach Levine. What do you think they would be looking for in return? Like, Do you think they're looking to get younger, a rebuild, uh, a vet? What do you think a Zach Levine trade package might look like? The things I know in this situation are two. The first is that the Bulls want a haul. They want to be absolutely wowed by what the return would be. So there's definitely some skepticism for sure that he actually will be on the move and a team will be willing to meet that asking price. But in terms of what the return would come back and what the Bulls' goal would be, I mean, 
I've heard pretty resoundingly, pretty consistently from various voices around the league that have insight into Chicago that this would not be to, like, start a rebuild. I, I think it would be with the goal of just reshuffling and trying to find more sustainable, cost-effective uh, team-building strategies to, to continue to try to fight to be a perennial playoff team like they hoped they would be when they brought Lonzo and DeMar DeRozan and Nikola Vucevic in to kind of supplant – or not supplant, support uh, Zach. So I don't think moving him would start a whole rebuild like we could see in Washington and Portland. I, I think Chicago would look to try to get the best package back that could help them kind of compete for the here and now. So you don't think they would look to move DeMar as well, do you? I don't at this point. I haven't heard anything about that. They're definitely having talks with Nikola Vucevic about bringing him back and re-signing him. The word around the league is something in like a three-year range. So I think, you know, let's say it's Portland. Let's just speak hypothetically. If they're able to move him for Simons and three and something else, like I think they would hope that the young picks would continue to grow around uh, alongside the, you know, veteran core of DeMar and Vooch and uh, like Simons in this case, just like Patrick Williams, their like development project behind that first wave of veteran talent that they've had. All right. Well, since we're on rumors here, what are you hearing more about Bradley Beal then? So for Beal, the only team that I'm really seeing as a true legitimate suitor that has all the stuff to make it happen that it just makes sense to do it is is Miami. Milwaukee comes up a lot, but that would basically by default have to include Drew Holiday going out and I don't believe the Bucks have any plans on parting ways with him. Or it would mean Chris Middleton opting into his contract that pays him around 40 million for next season and being sent to Washington where I don't think Middleton has any interest in going from a team that many considered to be the favorite in the Eastern Conference last year before everything fell apart against Miami, who won a title there in 2021. Um, and he also wants to get a new contract himself. So I'm just I'm ruling that out. I mean, the Knicks would be a team that I think have the pieces and have different pathways to get there, whether that's to offload long contracts like Julius Randle and give more picks to Washington or, you know, less picks and younger people like RJ Barrett's contract outgoing. Um, you know, Sacramento got mentioned today. I've heard them quietly. I mean, Phoenix is trying to do every which way, <laughs> you know, to send Chris Paul out the door and bring something back at that 30 million salary slot. Like, Will they try to get massively creative and figure out a three-way, four-way trade to send out DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul and get Bradley Beal? Like, I think that's in the cards, but I don't think it's likely either. So right now, to me, I'm taking Miami versus the field. Man. So I feel like a handful of teams are basically staking their futures on Fred Van Fleet. Um, Who do you think actually lands them? Sorry, say that again? I said I feel like a handful of teams are staking their futures on getting Fred Van Fleet. It feels like he's the only point guard that's gettable in this offseason that's a, a game changer. Like, who do you think actually gets him? Yeah, I mean, there's a very real chance he just goes back to Toronto. The Raptors are still kind of evaluating which direction to go with their roster, and I think a lot of that will depend on the price points they're able to drive up for OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam. Um, outside of that, I mean, 
he's very much been considered a backup option for Houston if the Rockets are unable to pry James Harden from Philadelphia. And the Lakers are going to be out there for, you know, hopefully a, they would hope for a sign-and-trade opportunity with D'Angelo Russell. Now, I don't know if there's anything with Phoenix, even though they're definitely a team that's looked at him in the past. Um, he's going to be – I mean, he's going to get paid, and he's going to definitely be, you know, an option for a lot of these teams. But that's how free agency works, Trista. Like, there's all these teams that have this positional need, and there's all these positions – or all these players at this position, and it's kind of like a shopping list. Like, once the top names go down, the teams that don't get them, they're going to have to work their way down the, the pecking order. And that's pretty much just how it goes every year. Talking to Jake Fisher, BetMGM tonight. Got a couple of minutes here still. Uh, I mean, Scoot Henderson's name is obviously the one that's been as hot as anybody in the draft, especially with workouts now. But who are some other names that you're hearing that might be rising up draft boards some? Derek Lively from Duke is probably seen after Victor Rembanyama as the best center in this class. He's someone who is probably like a late first-round pick um, at points of this year, but the fact that there really aren't that many other players at his position and he's considered to be pretty mobile defensively, I think we could see him go pretty high and, and like around 10 at the lottery. That's, that's a number that people keep throwing out for him. Um, just want to get a visual here. Kobe Buskin is another name, uh, combo guard from Michigan, who some people are saying could go as high as eight to Washington, depending on who's there. Wow. Um, I mean, the, the, the Wizards apparently are looking at guards at that spot. That's what everyone behind them is thinking. Um, so if it's one of him or Anthony Black, I wouldn't be surprised. Wow. Uh, is it over with the Pacers and Aiton? I think so. I think so. After giving Miles Turner just a massive, massive payday on a renegotiation extend before the trade deadline this year, I don't see them looking back at Aiton after this point. Jake Fisher as tapped in as anybody is on the league. Really appreciate you coming on with us. Thank you, guys.